Health Unabashed on Healthcare Now Radio. The show spotlights and features promising health and wellness innovation in pursuit of a sustainable and equitable healthcare delivery and financing system. Hosted by digital health advocate, author, and global thought leader Gil Bash, the show looks at the thought provoking ideas, people, and companies that are making a difference. I'm Greg Masters, the executive producer and co-host of the show, and join Gil as we engage industry talent who share their insights and best practices to enable sustainable ecosystem change. On today's show, our guest is Unity Stokes, co-founder and president of Startup Health. We discuss the vision for the company's value proposition as steward, convener, and catalyst for digital health and value-based care innovation. And with that introduction, Gil, over to you. Greg, thank you so much. A double thank you today, because obviously, as the co-host of the program and executive producer, you, you keep really the trains running on time. But this week, you outdid yourself by reaching out and finding us the ultimate guest for the program, Unity Stokes, who is the uh, co-founder and president of Startup Health. And he really is a, a pioneer, an icon when it comes to health innovation. So, Greg, I want to extend my thanks to you and the thanks to all of our listeners for reaching out and getting us such a wonderful guest. Unity, welcome to the program. It's a thrill to have you with us. Uh, Gil, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm so grateful to be here. And, and Greg, it's, it's, uh, I really appreciate you the invitation um, and the discussion we're about to have, I'm really looking forward to. No, I, I think our, our listeners know you so well from your role at Startup Health. And uh, for anybody who's been to um, JP Morgan or Vive, they know that Startup Health really is a, a centerpiece of those meetings. And just to be honest with our listeners, when I used to fly into San Francisco prior to COVID um, and to attend JP Morgan, I didn't attend J.P. Morgan. Everybody was saying, why don't you show up at the Drake? I said, now I'm going down the street to this theater. Startup Health is, is meeting there. And I would have the most incredible, real, edgy conversations with really some of the movers and shakers of health innovation in the world. And so, Uni, I want to thank you and your team for uh, certainly inviting me to those forums but making sure that they're held. And I wanna make sure that um, we hear a little bit about what your plans are for, for 2023. But, but I wanna jump into this really quickly. Uh, you're, you're a pioneer beyond the startup health experience. You recognized the importance of collaboration and bringing people together uh, long before people were mm -hmm. saying collaboration is a superpower. It's, it's a way of helping us navigate a very fragmented health ecosystem. And you started as a founder of a different organization that kind of morphed into Startup Health. Um, and, and that was or, Organized Wisdom. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that stage of the, of the journey? Yeah, um, you know, uh, collaboration really goes to the genesis of, of my whole life, actually. Uh, one of the reasons my mom gave me the name Unity I grew up on a farm called the Sunshine Farm, uh, which was a collective and collaborative in Iowa. Another story for another time, but um, I bring that up because... You're, it sounds like your parents were renegade hippies of the 60s there or something, no? 
Yes. Well, I was born at a Bob Dylan concert, if that gives you any indication. It does. It does. I thought you were going to say Woodstock there for a moment. Yeah. But, um, you know, the concept of community, um, of acting locally, uh, thinking globally, um, of collaboration. Um, you know, I grew up near, you know, on a farm near Amish country where people work together to, to do things. So anyway, uh, getting back to your main question, um, about 17 years ago, we launched Organized Wisdom, which was really tapping into the, the wisdom of crowds at the time. Um, the whole concept was leaning into all the amazing health knowledge, health wisdom that exists out there in the world and, and using the wisdom of the crowds and collaboration to filter up the best knowledge, the best information, the best health information. Um, sadly, you know, we built, I think, um, the first digital doctor's office at that time. And it was really a business that was way too early uh, for what the market was ready for. And that really led us to the creation of Startup Health, uh, which is now uh, 11 years old when we launched Startup Health, which was really to create um, a platform, an ecosystem approach to leaning into collaboration as a core foundational principle to um, transforming the future of health and, and really uh, recognizing that it wasn't going to be any one person or organization or even country that solves the biggest health challenges of our time. We saw a bigger opportunity uh, to, to really focus on um, the network effects that come with, with collaborative innovation. And that started with um, our learnings from Organized Wisdom. We, we worked on that business for about five years. And um, there were not networks at that time of tons of investors investing in digital health or health technology. There was not uh, thousands of entrepreneurs and innovators uh, working on new innovative um, healthcare technologies. There was a lot of great medicine, a lot of great R&D, um, but not necessarily kind of a new lens on, on health innovation. So um, we learned a lot during that era. We really learned a lot about the challenges and some of the needs that existed for the market. Yeah, I'm wondering, you know, listening to you, um, it gives me a sense that you have a pattern recognition superpower. The, the, the sense of looking and recognizing that you were inventing something um, a little bit before the market was sort of ready to sort of put its arms around it and embrace it. And I'm, I'm wondering from your startup health experience now, your, your work as a publisher, as a writer, as a champion of, of community, because I think the health innovation world is a community. I think we have, you know, generally people in the digital health world have tremendous fondness for each other. I don't think they see each other as competitors. I think they see each other as complementers. They're rooting for each other's success. And Startup Health has really become a platform for them to come together as a team to share wisdom, organized wisdom, and, and help each other sort of press forward. But I'm kind of wondering if our world is always sort of um, ill-prepared for innovation that can improve the human condition. That 
<coughs> excuse me, the system, I noticed with payers, particularly in the area of digital health, often when a, a, a digital health idea innovation gets that FDA approval, perhaps a 510K approval, and, and they have good clinical data, that suddenly the uh, payer says, uh, claim denied, um, insufficient data. And you, know, you and your colleagues have all that experience. I want to get your take. Does, does the culture of health actually stifle innovation in some ways? Yeah, there's, you know, there's this paradox I think we're living in now um, in, in a couple of ways. Number one, there's extraordinary innovation going on as it relates to medicine, for example, um, and certain aspects of healthcare um, where we're seeing a lot of leaps forward, um, just real transformations. Um, I think the vaccine is a, a recent great example, um, but there's you know, many more as it relates to different cancer innovation as an example. Just a lot of real progress is being made, but at the same time, we're not seeing the business of healthcare uh, really make the same types of, of progress. I, I'm speaking specifically about business model innovation um, in one sense, but I'm also speaking about just the construct that health is, um, you know, a, a part of the human condition, a part of the human need uh, at global scale. You know, there's over 5 billion people in the world that have zero access to any sort of care at all. Um, so I think there's some real structural uh, issues that, you know, we can have the best innovation in medicine, we can have um, the, the, a lot of progress with technology, but if we're not getting to some of the core structural issues, um, then it's going to limit our ability for, for impact. Um, and that leads me to this, this other paradox that I think we're, we're seeing, which is, and in one sense, progress around health innovation is going very, very rapidly. I think there's been extraordinary progress in the past decade, but on another plane, it's moving way too slow, at least for our liking. Um, so we're seeing uh, a, a lack of progress on, on, on many levels at the same time that there's this extraordinary innovation going on. It's very, it's conflicting, um, but also very exciting. So along those lines, I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit of the behind the scenes life at, at Startup Health. You're, you're supporting hundreds of companies, thousands of people are involved in this. You're, you're giving them a platform to learn, to exchange, to, to, to hone the idea, to get out there and finance it and resource it. Could you share what you think are some of the real big obstacles that these innovators face in terms of going from where they are when you and, and your colleagues sort of embrace them, adopt them, give them a home or a platform, and then they go out to pursue the idea. What, what is up with the, the walls they bump into? And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Health Unabashed on Healthcare Now Radio. Our guest is Unity Stokes, co-founder and president of Startup Health. We're discussing the vision for the company's value proposition as steward, convener, and catalyst for technology-informed healthcare innovation.
Yeah, that's a tremendous question. You know, I I bucketed into three big categories. I think first is relates to the concept of inspiration. Um, I think for for many years, and and we're we're still continuing to tackle this challenge. Um, but many of the best entrepreneurs, many of the best innovators, were going to um, you know, technology companies, they were going to management consulting companies, they were going to Wall Street. Um, it, they weren't necessarily going into this new category, you know, uh, digital health innovation or health innovation. That's largely been uh, rectified in many ways, but there's still big gaps. Um, we don't have enough founders who are women. We don't have enough diverse founders, very few indigenous founders, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a big opportunity just to inspire a new generation of builders and creators into the health innovation landscape. So that's one challenge because when you have diverse ideas, uh, diverse thinking, that's where the true magic can happen. Um, the second, I think, comes around the construct of education. Um, a lot of doctorpreneurs, for example, um, a lot of creators who are really innovating with products or medicines or extraordinary digital therapeutics, there's a gap with the knowledge and education to take that R&D and commercialize it. So everything in between, this, this vast gap exists of getting that extraordinary uh, innovation out to the world, out to the market with business models that are actually going to be sustainable or, or create growth business. And then the third area is really the challenge of investment. Um, and we've seen billions of dollars flow in to the health tech or digital health uh, um, space over the past decade. Um, but there's a disconnect of how those dollars are being invested with the results that we've seen economically um, or commercially. So I can't name $100 billion company outside of pharma or biotech that's been created in the past decade, as an example. I think that's a challenge. So we need to almost take a deep breath here and analyze what's happened over the past decade so that we can change some of the structural issues over the next decade. Now, this is so important. You know, a lot of your efforts are now center around digital health or, or um, health technologies. And there, there's very little doubt in my mind, at least, that we have a very fragmented health ecosystem. You know, I, I had the privilege of moderating a meeting of CEOs a few years back and you had uh, CEOs from some of the nation's largest payers, um, pharma CEOs, you had um, provider systems, the, you know, CEO of large provider systems, people from government, known people from government who have positions of power at the federal and state level. And, uh, and we had some select patient representatives. And so one of my roles was to moderate a round table of representatives of this health ecosystem. And what became very apparent to me very quickly and to them is they actually had absolutely no idea how each other made money. They understood what each other did. They didn't understand how each other operated. So in fact, 
they sort of see themselves as competing for a piece of this 20% of our GDP pie, uh, which is vast. And uh, because they, they live in a mindset of scarcity. I don't know how you're making money. I know how I'm making money. If you're making money, maybe I'm not making money. Um, and I, I want to get your read on that because you're championing companies who, who really, from an information standpoint, whether it's health IT or digital health, they could really make our system operate much more efficiently and therefore effectively, maybe even accelerating access to care or people's care and, um, and improving outcomes. And yet, in my impression, having been at the private equity side and representing and on boards of, of health innovators, it seems so damn hard. Why is it so damn hard? I think your, your question is profound. It, it gets to the heart of, I think, the biggest challenge to the gap between health innovation and impact today, which is the, the business models and the incentive structure around health and healthcare today is is flawed in many regards. It's very convoluted. It's confusing, and I my 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 bet is um, if I went out to talk to ten uh, entrepreneurs today in this sector, nine of them wouldn't truly understand who's paying, how they're making money, and they're in the sector. Um, so. The lack of, of transparency, the challenges with the structural business models is, is a, a, a big issue. Um, first and foremost, because these amazing creators today need to understand they could save multiple years on their innovation cycle by just truly understanding um, how the money flows and how their business model is going to work at, at scale. That would be one just working within the system today. Um, the larger opportunity long-term is around business model innovation. Uh, a whole category around creating uh, business models around the category of prevention rather than sick care. And, and trans that, that shift, I think, is a tremendous opportunity. Um, I believe, in fact, I gave a talk at, at South by Southwest, I don't know, five or six years ago, um, called the hundred trillion dollar market, and if if health is you know ten to thirteen trillion dollar global market today, I believe it should be a hundred trillion dollar market in the next twenty years. Not because costs are going up, but because the health, wellness, and healthcare markets being expanded to every human on earth with new business models new affordable care that really is being delivered to, to all. Um, so I think there's a tremendous opportunity here by first um, understanding this, those structures and flows and business models that exist today so that we can build more viable, great, sustainable companies that then disrupt and reinvent the business models of the future. You know, it's so funny you're talking about reinvent the business models of the future. And medicine has many micro business models. And I think of, let's say, the OBGYN. And I, I don't know when I'm traveling the world and I'm meeting with um, 
digital health innovators who are medical technologies and they say this technology i have will allow the uh, the family or the the pregnant woman to monitor the health of her fetus and its stages and all she needs to do is put this here on her stomach and uh, and voila it will reduce the number of visits to her OBGYN. And I sit there and I say to myself, really, really, do you think the OBGYN community is going to sort of stand up and say, hallelujah, we, we want to empty out our waiting rooms. I, I, I'm wondering if the, the, it starts to some extent on the medical side with our, 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 our training. And I just want to give a, a thought. Um, we're, we're producing in this country, and in many, in many cases, the developed world, some of the best clinicians um, in the world. I mean, United States and Europe and United Kingdom, Germany, Israel, others, um, uh, uh, Singapore, India, amazing health professionals. And yet when I speak to them about their health education, they, they, they go through understanding body parts, uh, they understand specifics. It's getting even more specific. I know orthopedic surgeons who only understand the wrist. No, I, I'm not really interested in hips. I'm not interested in, in shoulders. I just do wrists. Um, and, and so now we're creating micro-professionals. And I'm wondering if we actually need to embed in medical school training about health information and digital health as a, a primary uh, learning module in the future of our health professionals. And I don't see that happening. I think that doctors have to upscale um, in order to come up to par with the innovation sector. I wonder if you ever look at that or think about the fact that our system would go smoother if doctors felt more confident and competent about the use of digital health technologies. I, I, I totally agree. I think, um... You know, the, the fundamental issue here is one around education and, and knowledge because you have some of the smartest, most innovative people in the world, um, clinicians, for example, um, who have all this knowledge and wisdom and are bringing innovation to market. And, the, and then again, this gap to getting that market through the system and out to the world in a way that will drive impact. Um, in a sense, I see that as one of the, the things I'm proud of at, at Startup Health that we're focused on, which is really working to bridge that gap. In a lot of ways, I see us as a university for doctorpreneurs or health transformers, as we call them, so that we can uh, provide them the resources, the knowledge, the education on how to take their extraordinary um innovation and get it commercialized at scale out into the world over many years and multiple stages of growth. Um, because what we believe is if we can do so by as a, a, a collaborative uh, approach, we talked about that at the beginning, um, if we can do this in a way that breaks down the silos of, of data, and if we can start to train these extraordinary creators, clinicians, doctorpreneurs, um, and save them a lot of pain, a lot of cycles, so that they're educated, not just on the medicine or not just on the 
the how to build an extraordinary uh, health tool or health product, but if we can guide them and help them navigate on all the other steps that are needed to make impact, I think it will speed up innovation. I, I think we need to think of health innovation in a more holistic sense. Um, and that's why I keep coming back to the business model innovation. I think it's a core pillar to how we need to educate these uh, doctorpreneurs and health transformers. So true. No, we could continue this for hours. Uh, I wish we could. So as we wrap up this segment, I, I wanted to ask you, um, where are we going to see Startup Health? Are we going to see you at Vive again? Or are we going to see you at JP Morgan? What's the plan? We have uh, November um, at, at the health conference, HLTH in Las Vegas. We'll be having and hosting our next Startup Health Festival. Really, really excited about it. We'll have about, um, you know, we've We've invested in about 450 uh, companies from 29 countries. We'll have about 200 of them there at Las Vegas in November. I believe it's November uh, 13th. Um, so that will be our next event. We'll, of course, be at JP Morgan in January. And now that the world's opening up again, um, we're really uh, going to be doing virtual events as well as in real life kind of community gatherings um, every month um, and, and globally. So really excited to, to get back out there into the world and, and be meeting face-to-face -face with entrepreneurs and health transformers. I'm thrilled that you're going to be physically at JP Morgan again in health. Totally, absolutely worth your while. Some of the greatest names um, who are really the, the, um, the, the, the drivers of health innovation are moderators, our speakers at panels, as well as some of the edgiest companies of the future that will change the face of the health ecosystem um, are, are there. I have enjoyed immensely my walking the halls, chatting with people, offering ideas, um, being there. You know, that's the advantage, I guess, of having a little white in your beard. People assume perhaps you'll know something. Um, and um, it's a privilege to be part an extension of the community. I enjoy my little pin. I wear it with pride. I also want to thank you, Uni, for your, your pioneering spirit. You've done more than really create a, a sense of organized wisdom, which was essential, and then recognize that the startup community needed a, a collaborative place to hang its hat. Uh, you've represented the spirit of this. I think your parents really were prophetic when they said, let's name him Unity. You are very much so what our industry needs. Thank you so much for being on Health and a Badge today. And Greg, thank you. Uh, also a call out to our friend, our, our mutual friend, Jamie Edwards, who brought all of us together. Thank you, Unity. Thank you, Startup Health. We'll be seeing you soon. Thank you so much. An honor to be here. Thank you. And that is a wrap for today's broadcast. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in and our guest, Unity Stokes, co-founder and president of Startup Health. For more information or to follow Unity's work at Startup Health, go to www.startuphealth.com and do follow on Twitter via at Startup Health and at Unity Stokes, and that's S-T-O-A-K-E-S. You can learn more about Health and Abash on the program page at healthcarenetradio.com. We air weekdays at 10.30 a.m., 6.30 p.m., and 2.30 a.m. Eastern, or 7.30 a.m., 3.30 p.m., and 11.30 p.m. Pacific. 
Do keep the conversation going with Gil and me on Twitter by connecting with us via at Gil underscore Bash, and that's B-A-S-H-E, and Greg Masters, M-P-H, and that's Greg with two Gs. And do remember to tag your tweets with hashtag health unabashed. Until next time, stay unapologetically passionate about improving health. Thank you.